about the best of life in Harrogate. This is the Your Harrogate Podcast. Hello, it's Nick Hancock and welcome back to our Your Harrogate Podcast, bringing you all the best bits of life in Harrogate, which we do on the radio, of course, all the time, 24 hours a day. You can listen to Your Harrogate Radio on DAB. We're online, yourharrogate.co.uk. We're on your Alexa and we're on our free Your Harrogate app. Just search for Your Harrogate in the app store. Good. Now, one of the things we get very excited about is when we get celebs in town this man was one of the biggest names in sport in the 90s he was massive before social media was even an idea to be fair he was absolutely huge and he's coming to harrogate on friday the 13th of january his name is roger black and if you're sort of similar age to me you'll completely connect one with how famous roger was as an athlete in the 90s but also keeping fit once you get past a certain age which he's really passionate about and that's why he's teamed up with exercise.co.uk for a special event at the Harrogate Town Shop on Commercial Street on Friday the 13th of January and here is Roger to tell us more. Roger Black, my first question really is, is you're coming to Harrogate for a collaboration with exercise.co.uk on the 13th of January. So just tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, so I work closely with the team at exercise.co.uk. I'm a brand ambassador for them because I actually have my own fitness brand, Roger Black Fitness, so we sell treadmills and bikes and cross trainers and rowers. And exercise are, are, are one of the partners that don't just, just sell my, my equipment, but also the, the company that own them to do the warehousing in Ghoul and the logistics and delivery. So it's a really close partnership and uh, they're just a great team to work with. So, so they help me and I help them. So it's a perfect relationship. <laughs> this sounds like a very rude question, but it, it's leading to a compliment. How old are you now, Roger? You forget as you get older, don't you? I'm, I'm 56. I'm going to be 57 next year. But you are, you, um, are, you are in really, really good shape. You're a really fit, healthy person. So well, a lot of people would look to you, I guess, to think, right, how does, how does he do that? And, and that's kind of a bit of what this collaboration well, is about, isn't it? Well, it is. But I would, I would preempt it with, uh, there's a lot of luck going on here, a lot of genetic <laughs> luck. You know, and I think I would acknowledge that. You know, I've had a baby face when I was a kid. Didn't start shaving until later on. So I've always had a, <laughs> you know, I've uh, still kept my hair. So, you know, there's a bit of luck going on. But obviously, you know, all those years ago when I was you know, exercising at a crazy level to try and win Olympic medals, exercise has always been part of my life. However, it, it, it's completely different now at 56, 57. I'm, I'm not trying to achieve anything. All I'm trying to do is to keep moving and, and, and to stay fit. And it's as much for mental health as it's physical health. But I think, I think if, if I'm really honest, and, and none of this is new, I do go for a jog most mornings and I'll do a little bit on fitness equipment later. I, I, I'm not somebody who goes and really, really pushes it. As I've got older, I less is more. But exercise is now a habit of my life. So, and I, and I do move a lot. I don't sit behind a desk that often. So it, it, it is accumulative. But uh, I, I've always been active. I've always enjoyed sport and I've always enjoyed moving. Um, but I'm, I'm, I've let go of the goal of, of trying to be the best in the world and all that sort of stuff. It's, it's really just well-being. And, and, and if I'm really honest, it's a bit of vanity as well now. So, <laughs> so thank you for the comment. Uh, well, do you know, I, I mean, I, I gave up the idea of being the best in the world. Oh, no, I've never had that idea. But I, I, think, it's, I, think, it's, <laughs> I think it's really, really relatable when you talk about, you know, everything from good for mental health, which I think we've all, we've all thought so much more about more recently, yeah. but also... But 
also wanting to be wanting to be the best we can be and yeah. finding some enjoyment you know i think you get to a point i think you get to a point in life where you realize you know probably once you get past 40 you realize you know some sports and exercises are not your thing and if you don't enjoy them or whatever yeah. that's absolutely fine you but you want to be spending- anymore. I mean, I, yeah i mean my love i used to love playing football and and when i retired from athletics i played football as much as i could i can't play football anymore my, my knee doesn't allow that i've had problems with my knees but i try and play a bit of tennis but for me sport is all about enjoyment but it really comes back down to movement it's about keeping moving and making those decisions every day you know to walk up the stairs or to or to walk instead of taking the car uh, and just to take make exercise a priority and that doesn't mean going to the gym and and, and you know you know sweating like mad and, and pushing loads of weights it just means doing something and, and what I love about what we do and what the team at Exercise do is we want to make exercise easy for people. We make, want to make it convenient. We want, to make pe- we want people to win, not, not feel that they lose. So the problem with exercise, especially in the new year, is you know, we set the, the New Year's resolution. We, we go, right, I must go down the gym. We go down the gym. We push some weights. If you haven't done for about you know, a year, we wake up the next morning and we can't move. And we go, I'm not doing that. But we think hey, exercise is a gradual thing. You know, take it easy, little steps. And make it part of your life, and and before you know it, you're you're it, it's something you do every day, and and it's no longer a big deal. And and the truth of me is, it's not a big deal in my life. It's just something I do. It's really really interesting, and that's going to be part of this event at the Harrogate Town Shop at Commercial Street yeah. on Friday the thirteenth of January. This is not buying fitness kit that's just going to sit, you know, and have the laundry on in the in the spare room. This is <laughs> this is buying stuff that you'll enjoy yeah. using at a pace that will suit you as well, isn't it? Correct. Well, this has been my my mission, really. You know, we we don't. We love it when people buy a bike or a treadmill or, or whatever, but we don't like it when you know that people aren't using them. We want to, to help people and show people, you know, to how how to make this piece of fitness equipment, you know, part of your life and something you look forward to using on a regular basis. Because what you don't want is is to buy a piece of fitness equipment and just sit at home taking up space. Um, so so absolutely, that that's the, the market we're in. We're not in the high performance market. We're in you know, the regular person who maybe is scared of fitness, is scared of going to the gym, is intimidated by going to the gym. They want a piece of fit- fitness equipment at home they can use in their own time, whether it's you know, watching EastEnders or Coronation Street on a bike or listening to music, but making that time and enjoying exercise rather than seeing it as a chore. This is the Your Harrogate Podcast. So uh, we've got this this special event that's happening at the Harrogate Town Shop on Friday, yeah. the thirteenth yeah. of January, and that's from yeah. midday onwards. And it's it's very relaxed, isn't it? And and really good time if somebody wants to come and ask you one or two questions and different yeah. bits and pieces. I'll be there. Hopefully, some of the, some of the players might be there as well. You know, come along, pop in. I'll be there. Um, I think, think most of the day, um, and the team will be there as well with the fitness equipment and come and say hello. Looking forward to it. We were just talking about going back to the early 90s and I think the household, obviously you are very much one of them and and thinking of other people at the time like... I can almost hear David Coleman's voice when I say these yeah. names. Obviously, obviously yeah. yourself, Roger, and Chris Akabusi, and uh, yeah. Liz McColgan. Um, Liz Tom Limford, Christy, Colin oh, Jackson, Steve Buckley, when- Bailey Thompson, Steve Cram, Steve Ovet, Seb Coe, Jonathan Edwards, Denise Lewis, Pinson's, Sally Gunnell, yes, Sally Gunnell, Pinson, yes. Rick Ray, but they were rowers. They don't count. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, well, look, I, like- I, I'm... 
it felt I'm, like when I'm you're very watching lucky. when you're watching TV when you're watching TV yeah. back then. Obviously, we, yeah. I, I think I mean I think we were only just out of black and white. We anyway had um, we, yeah. we, we, we we there was no there was no kind of Netflix or internet at that no. point. And, and we I remember as a as a I don't know twelve year old watching watching a yeah. lot of this stuff. There was a lot of coverage. Yeah. Did it did it feel like the whole country was behind you? Could you feel that? Hundred percent, absolutely. We were very. You, know, you look back now, it's nostalgic now, but you realise that there wasn't a Sky Sports, there wasn't, you know, there was, you know basically if you, you watch sport on BBC or ITV, and, and athletics, fortunately, back then, featured very heavily and on the back pages of, of the newspapers. But we owe it all to the likes of Sebco, Steve Obert, Davey Thompson, who really brought the sport to the fore. And then it really took off. And, and, and when you would turn on your television set, there was always someone fighting for medals with a British vest on in, in pretty much every event. And so people watched, and it was called the golden era, and I guess it was. We still have a great group of talented athletes now, but, but it's, it's a bit more diluted. Athletics is really, people only watch it now for the major championships, the Olympics or the World Championships. But when I was running, it would be on a Wednesday night. They once, yeah, they once interrupted the 9 o'clock news to watch Steve Cram break the world record in, in Oslo. That, that wouldn't happen anymore. So it was a big deal, and I was lucky to be part of a generation and it was a generation of some incredible athletes you know famous names and will always be associated with each other i think it just there just seemed to be that as you talk about that sort of golden period where the the athletes were, were kind of i think because of various things were probably a bit more popular than footballers at the time as well and and uh, it just seemed to to, to bring people a, a great deal of of joy and there was a lot of passion in in supporting all of you and and thinking to different championships but also thinking to the olympics as well in 1996 when when you're when you're a runner and it's a it's a solo sport do you feel a lot of pressure on your on your shoulders well of course you're exposed aren't you i mean nothing is quite like walking into the olympic stadium on your own to run the olympic final in your lane with seven other athletes and yeah you can't really depend on anybody you're not part of the team when you do that so but but you prepare for it you it's what you do it's your normality fortunately for me in 1996 i managed to achieve my dream of, of, of winning olympic medal i won a silver medal behind you know, one of the greatest athletes of all time, a guy called Michael Johnson, who was just extraordinary at the time. But, you know, you, it, there was a loneliness to the individual performance. But I was very fortunate because I ran the 400 metres. I also ran in a relay team. Mm. And I had my, my fix of being part of a team. And very famously in 1991, was part of the team that won the world championships, myself, Chris Akabusi, Derek Redmond and John Regis. And that race really has, has stood the test of time. It's one of the greatest races of all time because it was a story of the underdogs changing the running order and coming through and winning the gold medal. And, you know, my relationship with those three is as strong now, if not stronger than it was all those years ago. So I was very fortunate that, yes, I focused individually on my performance because that's ultimately what I was going to be judged on. But I also had that, that wonderful team experience. And I, and I had it for many years. And I had it with the likes of you and Thomas and Mark Richardson and Jamie Bolts. These are all you know, famous names in the world of my sport. So it was great to be part of the relay team as well. And if if you sort of sat down now and thought, what what does all that teach you, and what are the what are the lessons you take out of this extraordinary chapter in your life? What what would you yeah. say those lessons would be? Well, there are lots of lessons. I think, firstly, the recognition of you know I was lucky, like all those athletes, to be born with a degree of talent that gives you a chance. You know, sport is quite cruel in that respect. So, recognizing that if you have a bit of talent, don't take it for granted. 
but also recognizing that talent's not enough. Talent without hard work and perseverance isn't going to be fulfilled. Um, but I think the most important thing I learned, if I'm really honest, was you can't do it on your own. You need to, if you want to do great things, be around great people. And I try and say this in all walks of life. If you want to be, whatever you want to do, whether you want, yeah, if you want to be a radio, I mean, you, you'll, you'll back this up, surely. If you want to be a radio presenter, get around radio. Get in, get your foot in the door. Make the tea, be around it. And I wouldn't be sitting here today talking about my career if I hadn't met people like Chris Akabusi and Daley Thompson and, and, and people who just, without meeting, they, they changed my life because, you know, I trained with them. I, I got to believe that I was, I could be like them. And so I think that's the bigger lesson. If you, if, you know, you don't try and do anything on your own, surround yourself with, with other people on that journey and that dream. And, and who knows, you know, before you know it, you just, you just might be standing on Olympic rostrum. And that does relate back to fitness. And one of my great things I try and tell people with fitness is don't do it alone. You know, share your fitness journey with other people, exercise with other people, commit your, your goals with other people, uh, and, and you're far more likely to achieve it because we, we, it's, it's interesting. You know, people often ask me, you know, how hard was it to, to motivate yourself to go training? But it wasn't hard at all because if I was training on my own, then I probably would have maybe missed a day or whatever because it didn't matter. But, but I had a responsibility to Chris Akabusi and other athletes, and I wasn't going to let them down. So I think that's my great lesson. If you want to achieve something, you know, don't do it alone. Do it with other people. It's interesting that you say that you know you're, you're really close to to sort of former teammates and and colleagues yeah. and things because actually it's such a you know sort of right time right place. It's such a unique yeah. time, isn't it that you that you went through and you had that that fame through. Um, it's lovely, really, that you, you're obviously all still in in contact. Yeah, we are. We very much are, and. You know, we're, we're kid, kid, even myself with Michael Johnson, who I don't physically see very often at all, but there's still a connection because you shared that moment in time, standing on that Olympic rostrum together. So, but, but certainly Chris Akabusi, David Thompson, I mean, my, my business partner in my, uh, is, is a guy called Steve Backley, who was a javelin thrower. And, um, you know, javelin throwers and runners don't really mix in the team. <laughs> Two different skills. But, you know, I speak to Steve every day and, and just having someone else who's had a similar life experience and still to be, working with that person is, is, is wonderful. Um, because, you know, no, no matter what I do, I will always be remembered for being an athlete and that's absolutely fine. And so to be able to, to relive that with people who were there at the time is something really special and, and really important to me, actually, something I value. Yeah, and 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 I suppose when you, when you think of a, when you think of a, of a life, you know, you, you have this huge success, massive peak, pretty early yeah. in your life I suppose yeah. you've got to have your feet on the ground to kind of process all that and, yeah. and then move on to the, the next chapter you know, then what do you do yeah. for the rest of your life but so, how exciting I mean, to it, get to do all the like all the you know the, the media stuff after that and kind of yeah. I, guess, I guess there's all sorts of things that you then turn your yeah. hand to yeah and, and, and I was very fortunate because I retired soon after my Olympic success so I had options, a bit of media. Um, I, I, I do a lot of corporate speaking. That, that's my real passion. And then, um, you know, creating Roger Back Fitness and all these things. But there is a challenge that athletes have when they retire is the luxury you had as an athlete is you, you had clarity. You knew the day, the time, the place of the Olympic final or the World Championship final. Every year, every day, you were training for a purpose, for a very clear purpose. And life's not as straightforward as that. The real world isn't as straightforward as that. So, so it, it can be a struggle. And I'm one of the lucky ones. But, but, but even I've struggled to a degree. And you have to work it out because <laughs> I, mean, I don't want any, anyone to feel sorry for any, any Olympic athlete. But, of course, 
the reality is when you retire, you're probably, well, probably going never to be ever as good at anything ever again for the rest of your life. And for some people, that's really hard to cope with. So you do have to almost, you know, find a new passion, reskill, relearn and work it out and hopefully have a, a fulfilled life. But, uh, you know, it, it's like someone retiring from the armed forces or any, or any walk of life. The difference is you, you tend to retire early from sport. Because uh, you know, one thing I knew is you can't. Very hard to run when you when you're past thirty. <laughs> and, and just and just going going in in a, in a sort of reverse order here, but just because it's it's fascinating to know at what point, how young were you when when it was becoming clear that you well, had this talent? Well, I think it was clear from a young age. I mean, without you know, I was the fastest kid at school. Quite clearly, I was you know, kick a football and I'll fight. I'll I'll get to it. Throw me a rugby ball and I'm on the wing and no one's going to catch me. The interesting thing about me is I didn't do athletics as, as a kid. I didn't like athletics. Um, and I didn't know I was that good. And I only became an athlete, funnily enough, because I, I wanted to become a doctor. And I, I actually messed up one of my A-levels when I was 18. I was going to go to university and read, and read medicine. And, and I messed up. I had to take a year off. And it was in that year that a friend who recognized my talent convinced me to go and train with people like Chris Akabusi and Todd Bennett in Southampton Athletics Club. So, And the rest is history. So the, the, I, I'm an yeah, if I had if I hadn't messed up my math A level, I probably would. Well, I wouldn't be talking to you now because I wouldn't have done athletics. Life would have taken me down another path. So, you know, I wasn't that young kid at ten who joined the athletics club and parents, you know, took me to every athletics meeting and and you know, no one had heard of me when I came along at eighteen. So, uh, we all have different stories and different backgrounds. Uh, so, but what it meant was, I, of course, when I did take it up at eighteen, nineteen. Um, it was brilliant. I wasn't burnt out. I hadn't. You know, it was a complete bonus, and uh, and I loved you know, all of it. Even you know, not not the injuries and the setbacks, but I, I yeah. I mean, I came to it very late. Well, it's really, really interesting to talk to you. I could talk to you all day. Luckily, we're going to do um, we're going to do a broadcast from the the yeah, Harrogate Township. Yeah. So, so there'll be plenty right. more, plenty more yeah. time to um, to chat. So that's okay. on, on Friday the thirteenth. But yeah, it's it's it, it's so so interesting to talk to you. And yeah, really looking forward to you coming to Harrogate. Well, I'll, I'll come along. I have to say, I'll be there. You know, be there for, for the day. Um, I'll, bring, I'll bring if anyone wants to, to see a shiny Olympic medal. I'll bring my medals along as well because uh, I take I take them for granted. You know they sit they sit in the house, but I know every time people people see them, they're, they're special things. And so you know, if you haven't seen an Olympic medal, and, and the Atlanta ones are very nice, so I'll bring those along as well. So yeah, it's, it's look forward to seeing as many people as possible. Yeah, yeah, you know, look forward to seeing people there. And while great. and while you're in Harrogate, you're going to experience all sorts of things. I understand. I understand you're going to do a park run and go to watch. Um, yeah, Harrogate my Town first as well. park run. I've never done a park run. I've never done a park run, but I'm doing the park run on Saturday morning. Um, and going to the football Harrogate to the, to the match on on Saturday afternoon. So it'll be good to see some quality football because I support Southampton and we're not having a particularly good time. So it'd be nice to watch some quality football for a change. Um, but yeah, really looking forward to it. And I love Harrogate. I've been to Harrogate a few times. I'm just, I just, I just love being up there. So looking forward to coming up again. <laughs>